Not sure what to get that special someone this year? Well, do we have a deal for you. Go to adamandeve.com and use our special code HORROR for 50% off almost any item and free shipping. That's H-O-R-R-O-R at checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Ho, ho, ho. Literally what the fuck. Hello, everyone. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hanukkah's already over, but happy that. Happy everything else. Winter season. Winter solstice. You don't have to celebrate anything. We accept you. Yeah, happy you probably got a couple days off work, and that's always something to celebrate. Yeah, that's nice. And if you didn't, that sucks. I'm sorry. I know. That's terrible. I get a lot of time off work now, because I work at a school. Uh Uh-huh. So I get a whole week, and I'm just gonna lay down. Good for you. And that's it. That's all you're gonna do. What are you looking forward to this holiday season, Sam? Um... I haven't heard Last Christmas by Wham enough this holiday season, so Never have. I'm probably gonna just put that on a loop. We were just watching Love Actually. Yeah. Which That's I've only one. ever seen, like, one time. It's a good one. It's pretty good. I don't know if you're comfortable with me saying this on the podcast, but you are a self-described Grinch. I am. I don't have a ton of Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't have, like, a ton of strong traditions around it, and yeah. I also think I found out about um, Santa a little too early. So that colored my view of Christmas. Oh, like him not being real. Yeah. Not to offend anyone listening. Yeah. But we do. Maybe we should like trigger warning Santa Claus yeah. on this. Like if you <laughs> if you for some reason listen to this podcast with children who can remember stuff, I which hope like not. wow, I want to change all the content I speak yep. about. Uh, uh, just be aware that we, um, for us, Santa is not real. I don't yeah. know what he is for you. Yeah. But I think I found out about him, like, a little too early, so then I was really bitter about it for the next few years. Yeah, you're you're also godless. And I'm so, godless, so yeah. I don't have, like, fond memories of, like, going to church in the morning and, like... Yeah, I'm pretty godless now, but I did have a Catholic upbringing, yeah. so there's all that kind of swimming around. Yeah, and, like, my, my family lived really far away, so it was just, like, my little nuclear family that was celebrating, mm-hmm. and then, like, I'm also a child of divorce, so that yeah. comes into it. There's a lot of, um... A lot of sort of pine needles yeah. in the in the pile. I love that. For your grinchiness, I think. Absolutely. I would love... Actually, can we both not talk about... You would about... love actually? <laughs> oh my god. I was gonna say, instead of talking about the topics we have researched, let's just talk about my trauma for the yeah. next 40 minutes. Let's talk about our emotional <laughs> ties to Christmas. Yeah. And when you say our, I'd really like to talk about me. I'd yep. like you to Fair fix enough. me yeah. in this 40 minutes. Uh, and then maybe next week I can take care of you. Tell me what's broken about you, but Oof. in a holly jolly way. <laughs> <clears throat> Have well, a holly jolly an asthma attack. Yeah. It's the best part of the year. Sam's crying, but you can't see it. Say hello. Um, so uh, yeah, welcome to the <laughs> I'm Horrified Holiday Special. I am happy, I'm happy to be with those that I love on days where I can love them for longer because they don't have to work. So that part of it is genuinely wonderful. Yeah, God bless us, everyone. Yes. For that reason. And for the Muppet Christmas Carol. Which is the only thing that makes me feel happy. That's right. In general. (laughs) In general. No, that's the only, like, that and Last Christmas by Wham are the two pieces of holiday media that I am excited about every year. See, I couldn't be more 
different in that respect. I start the cheer right after Halloween. You do. Not outwardly. I'm not a dick about it. No, because I've had to beg you, you over have, the years. No, I have restraint. I just, like, I keep it in, but it starts the second there's a nip in the air, and I'm just like... Here she comes. The nips are out <laughs> for that nip in the air. Absolutely. Um, and I'm just, I'm ready for Christmas. I'm ready for, I love buying gifts. I love, you know, the, ris- the risen lord. Yes. Or the the birthed lord. Yes. You Not love- risen. That's Easter, which I'm you, fine with also. You love a warmed beverage. I do. I like a good cocoa, good yeah. mulled wine. Yes. I like Christmas foods, Christmas cookies. All good. My family's really into Christmas, so... Mm-hmm. I, like, bring it on. Happy birthday, Susan. Yeah, my mom's birthday's on Christmas. Yes. So, shout out to her. That's something to celebrate. Um, she's the messiah. Yeah, she really is. That's pretty exciting. Um. Who would have thought that Peg was the Virgin Mary? I know. I know. (laughs) Should we get into some Christmas content? We probably should, you guys. So, we are doing holiday content for you today. Yeah. Very exciting. I'm really excited. What are you going to talk about, Allie? I'm going to talk about Christmas monsters. Ooh, spooky! It's pretty spooky. Feels like a crossover with our Halloween special. I know! It's that. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time. It's the happy... You didn't think I was going to go for the key change, but I did. <laughs> you what always you- go for the dramatic moment. <laughs> I do. What are you going to talk about? Um, Today I'm going to talk about the Christmas shoes. Which you talk about a lot, but I've never actually heard. It's a song, right? It's a... You've... Are you, okay, are you goofing for the podcast No, I'm not goofing. I've seen it, but I really don't remember it. I think somebody showed it to me, and they were having a moment with it, and I was just like, I I don't. But, um, you, I want to see it through your terrified eyes. Yeah, well, we, so when we started this podcast, I don't know if you remember, Allie, but we You talked about it. You, I remember you saying it. Yeah, we both made lists of, like, stuff that horrified us, and I've done everything else on my original list. Except for that one. Except for Christmas Shoes. It's time. Today's the day. It's a full circle moment. But first I want to be um, spooked and jolly. Yeah. So let me, let's get into it. I beg you. I started researching Krampus. Who I've heard of. That's who I thought I was going to do this segment on. Uh Uh-huh. Who has long been memed, and I didn't really know that much about them. Uh, them. Like, it's a co-worker. I love that you're not <laughs> assuming Krampus' gender. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, and then I found out that there were, like, a million other Christmas monsters out there. Ooh. And so I thought, let's open this guy up. Thank God. Um, specific shout-out to Mental Floss for their article, Eight Legendary Christmas Monsters, who gave me this idea. <laughs> who I plagiarized from quite a bit, because tis the season. So thank you for the nightmares. And we will start with Krampus, because that's where this... The seed began. I want to learn more about him. So, or them. Yeah. Um, so Krampus originates from pre-Christian Alpine traditions. Ooh. Which I was like, what? I can't even fathom a time before Christianity. This is some pagan which, shit. Yeah, it's some pagan shit. Um, so it's like like from the Alps of Europe before Christianity started seeping into everything. Nice. Um, because like all of these areas are kind of Christian now for the most part. Mm-hmm. But so this is like the pagan traditions that underlied those cultures in like Germany and Austria and the Netherlands, like that kind of area of Europe. Cool. So he, she, they, I think I referred to them as he because they're all terrible. So I'm like, I'm assuming men. that's a <laughs> cisgender hetero. Yeah. Member. They're half goat, half demon creature. Nice. And he's got curled horns and a dark furry body with like cloven hooves, a pointed tongue there's many pictures, and I, I encourage okay. you to look at some of them. And he has chains all over his body. Okay. And bells, also. Okay. okay. And he, like, thrashes them about for for drama. So it's like if 
uh, if uh, Marley from A Christmas Carol uh-huh. and Mr. Tumnus from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Got and the devil. And the devil. Those three, yes. Had, ironically, a devil's three-way. Yeah. And and birthed one demon spawn. That's Krampus. That's Krampus. Um, you know, I love that, like, he's got, like, a lot to work with. Like, his, he's got yeah, all these he props. Really does. Like, he's got all these kind of yeah. things he could be thrashing around. His hooves, his horns, he's got these bells. Comes prepared. You know, he's gonna, he's here to have a good time, what can I say? <laughs> so the point of him is to accompany St. Nicholas, some of you will know him as Santa, um, when he goes to visit children and fill their stockings. Uh-huh. Now, in my upbringing, you didn't get to see Santa. He just came and then left, and then you had gifts. Yes. Which is a distinctly American take, I think, on all of this. Oh, which interesting. Is just like, no, I'm I'm not saying that that's true. I think that it's just, like, that's so American to me. That yeah. It's, like, very transactional. Like, yeah, leave the gifts by the door. Like, it just strikes me. <laughs> As very American. We've paid you in cookies. Yeah. Like, I gave you something, you give me something. Capitalism. We go our separate ways. Um, but so, yeah, no, I guess in more, like, Germanic European tradition, Santa shows up to your house and, like, fills your shoe or sock with mm-hmm. candy or some nonsense. But if you've been bad, Krampus is also fucking there. Uh, or I guess he's always there. They they travel in a pair. And so if that's you're interesting there, to me. So they're allies, in a way. Yeah, they're buds. And yeah. I'll get m- more on that later. Um, so if you are bad, he beats you with sticks. <laughs> and if you've been, That's more simple than I thought. It's poetic yeah. in its simplicity. <laughs> if you've been especially bad, he will put you in his sack, take you home, I guess at the end of his shift, mm-hmm. <laughs> and eat you. Okay. Which, that's terrible, but I have to say, all I'm thinking about is, like, they show up at a house where all the children have been good, uh-huh. and so Santa's like, here you go, kids, like, here's your candy, and they're just like, and Krampus is just like, they're like, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm on break. Like, yeah. congratulations. You guys are good. <laughs> but he's still, like, fucking there. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm also here. So this, this shocked me. There are actually more companions to this Merry Christmas band. Ooh. So, like, in Santa this tradition, has he has a squad. There's this whole band of people. Okay. And Krampus has kind of become the most memified famous one. But there's this whole bunch of them. So there's Connect Rupert, or Farmhand Rupert. Okay. <laughs> who is a farmer who is also there. <laughs> Where did they find, how did they become friends with him? I have no idea. He's covered in straw and ash from crawling through chimneys. So maybe that kind of influenced the okay. chim- coming down the chimney yep. Santa Claus bit. Okay. He also beats children. Why do two people do but that? But <laughs> if they're good, he gives them nuts and fruit. Okay, so he's he's always working. Yeah, but like... I love that, like, if he gave me nuts and fruit, I'd be like, just beat me. <laughs> I'm a child of the 90s. I want processed sugar. Um, but, yeah, so he, I don't really see the difference. A lot of these are very similar, I have to say. So, like, Bell Schnickel Great is name. also there. Uh-huh. He's, like, a man, a very tall man with a beard covered in furs, and he just does the same thing. Like, you're bad, he beats you, you're good, he gives you, like, an <laughs> apple. They need so many men to do this. Yeah, I am imagining them as, like, a squad that travels together and just, like, takes turn beating the kids. Yeah, they're just abusers. And Santa's with their little brother, like, you're chill. Yeah, Here's a teddy bear. So then... Ignore my squad. The last one is one I remember from time that I spent when I was living in the Netherlands, because they just recently started, like, phasing him out of, uh you know, cultural uh-huh. gatherings and festivals. And that and that is Jwarte Piet, which translates to Black Piet. 
which is just a man in blackface. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> Does so, he also beat children? I think pro- just with everyone else. <laughs> yeah. You know, I He'll mean, join in we're if not, it's happening. We're not going to fault him for that. Yeah. Everybody else is doing it. It's real bystander effect shit. I think so. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's a nope. But again, like, his, his whole purpose is the same. And so this is just, like, a whole mystery gang of child abusers. <laughs> and one Santa, who I guess doesn't have to beat the children. I wonder if he's ever like, I'd love to get in there, but that's not my role. That's just not my, not my job. <laughs> I'm Santa. So I have a few more monsters. Um, Jolaka Turin. A giant Icelandic cat. Ooh. So in, nope. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> no, he seems nice. This is Christmas monster, Sam. But he's It's a, little, a monster cat. He's a little big kitty. He's not little, and it's a ravenous cat. Oh. So in Iceland, children who finish all the, I don't, I'm not sure if this is still a tradition, but children who, like, finish all their chores in time receive new clothes for Christmas Eve. That's fun. And the bad children don't get those. <laughs> and if I was a kid, I'd be like, great. I hate new clothes. <laughs> so the cat comes over and sees if you have your new clothes on. And if you don't, Sam, what do you think happens? He either eats you or, or beats the shit out of you. He just eats you. He's okay. a cat. Yeah, that's fair. I thought maybe with his tail. He could yeah. just, like, flop. So, like, do your chores, I guess. <laughs> this next one, this is a girl after my own heart. Frau Perkta. She is a Christmas witch. Lover. And so, from Christmas through the Epiphany, so, like, the 25th through the 2nd or 3rd, she lays down her judgment on children in Germany and Austria, <laughs> and if you have been sinful, she rips out your internal organs and replaces them with garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking love that? That's some Baba yeah, Yaga energy. it is some real Baba Yaga energy, but it's, like, I love how, like, now it's become kind of colloquial to say, oh, you're trash. Like, yeah, you're, you're garbage. Yeah, like, oh, you're such garbage. But, like, that is the embodiment of that vibe. That's her saying, you yeah. are garbage. She really just your gets core. it. I stand for Perkta. <laughs> and she's sort of similar to La Bifana, who I know from Italian folklore, but La Bifana is a nice lady. Oh, that's good. She's a witch, but she's just a Christmas, she just gives presents. Like, she's not oh. mean. Um... She just happens to be a witch. She's like, witch, same. She's like Santa's mistress. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, sure. Nice. We don't have any cultural sensitivity on this podcast, <laughs> so we don't feel bad about, like, besmirching these <laughs> grand cultures. I think that's nice. One of them had blackface, so... <laughs> that was bad. Okay, so France has one. He's called Hans Trap, which that sounds very German, so I don't know if that's actually French. <laughs> the legend has it that this was an actual dude who was this greedy, like, money-hoarding devil-worshipping person, a real, like, Scrooge type with harsher religious overtones, and he's excommunicated from the church. The priest in the village is like, get out. Yes. Get to the forest. We don't want you here. bad. So he lives in the forest, and he eats the children who wander by. So then God strikes him down with a bolt of lightning, and then every Christmas he comes back from the dead and scares the children into good behavior. Okay. So thank you, France. So he's like a Christmas ghost. Yes. Very much so. Nice. Again, like like Marley from yeah Chris, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Story? No, that's different. <laughs> um, that's Ralphie. Here's another French one that I'm just gonna fully quote from this mental floss article. Please do quote the French legend of Pere Futar, whose name translates to Father Whipper. Yikes! <laughs> begins with an evil butcher who craved children to eat. He or his wife, his wife's in on it, which is crazy, lured three boys into his butcher shop where he killed, chopped, and salted them. Big yikes. 
Saint Nicholas came to the rescue. What rescue? He already yeah, started insulting them. Little late there, Nikki. Um, resurrected the boys. Oh, not too late. And took custody of the butcher. The captive butcher became Pere Futar, Saint Nicholas's servant, whose job is to dispense <laughs> punishment to bad children on Saint Nicholas Day. Wait, quote. so Saint Nicholas was like, "You murdered these three children. Yeah, that's not okay." And then but he employs him. I respect yeah. the punishment of a naughty child. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to pay you to do a less yeah. crazy version Who better of that. to punish children than you, a man I'm already punishing? <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, so I mean, Santa. that's it. That's all I have. That's all I can bear to talk about. And there's more of them, but I just, I dare not let them enter my dreams. God. So I would love for our listeners to tweet at us and yeah. send us emails um, at imhorrifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Please. To tell me more about more Christmas ghosts and more oh Christmas gosh. monsters, because it seems just like... America didn't really get the memo mm-hmm. that you need a full monster to, like, positive incentive is not good enough. Yeah. Um, well, now we've got... We have Elf on a Shelf. Elf on a Shelf. Which, but it's like, what is the elf? The elf doesn't come to life and murder you with a knife. No, he's just watching. But, yeah. He's just watching. But again, it's positive. It, like, it's like... Oh, then you don't get presents. And I think most kids are like, whatever. Yeah. But if it's, like, the elf on the shelf, if he sees you, like, talking back to your mom, he's gonna come to life and drag you into the forest, yeah. rip your organs out, and replace them with trash. And also- Now, that's a narrative. And also, he's a racist. That is- Yeah. And also, he's in blackface, and you're like, dude, it's 2018. So, all of that, I think, is the only thing that could stir America's godless children- <laughs> Into positive behavior. America's but I don't know. Like me. Like you. Well, what would work on you? I was a really good kid, just... There you go. To, because of guilt. Yeah. That's... Well, you know what? As a one Catholic girl to, a, <laughs> to an atheist, that works too. That really works too. I consider myself agnostic because I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. But isn't that just the same? No. I think atheists feel very strongly that there is nothing... They're like, there's nada out there. But, like, if I died and I ended up at the pearly gates and St. Peter was there and there was a man in a big white beard and he was like, hey, like, you should have been eating my wafers this whole time, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Well, I feel the same way about the word agnostic as I do about the word bisexual. <laughs> that they're, they have a meaning that's perfectly valid, but they just are, they were used too much by dumb children in middle school. <laughs> That I don't like those words anymore. I just find it dumb. Fair enough. Don't you feel that way? No, because I identify as one of them. I guess so. But, like, I'm bisexual and I don't <laughs> like that word. Fair enough. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I mean, we use labels. Labels don't use us. So if you don't like it, that's okay. Yeah. It just has the same vibe for me. If it doesn't, if it doesn't vibe for you, that's chill. guess so. Listeners, what religion are you? <laughs> yeah, tell us about your religion. We're going to cut all this out. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm curious. I am curious. Yeah. Tell me what religion you are. Tell me what you're afraid of. It doesn't have to be related. We won't We won't edit them out, actually. We want to know. <laughs> All right, what are you going to talk about? Oh, we know. Okay. So, I I almost just want to listen to it once all the way through, but I'm not going to. You're just going to have to listen to me talk about it. I don't want to listen to it. I only want to listen to you're you right, talk about You're right, you it. don't. So, this song has always bothered me, and this is a song that's been talked about by a lot of people as garbage. Like, I know Patton Oswalt has a big bit about it, like, many people have spotted this song as shitty. So this isn't a hot take, but it is mine. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just because other people are also correct that it sucks doesn't mean that I'm not going to talk about it on this, my podcast. Yeah. Give me some background. When was this written? Absolutely. So, The Christmas Shoes. It's a song by the Christian vocal group New Song. Oh, it's a Christian band who did it. Oh, yeah. Love it. And it was released as a bonus track on their 2000 album, Sheltering Tree. Yikes. At the urging of popular St. Louis and syndicated radio personality, DC, of Stephen DC. The funny thing to me is that DC also co-wrote and co-produced this song. So it's like, that's why he wanted it on the fucking album. It wasn't because he was like, Christmas Shoes is a banger. He was like, I wrote it. Put it on there. I would do the same. I get it, but it's like, the way it was in this article I read, it was like, oh, it was really lauded by this guy, DC. Also, he wrote it. And I was like, well, that's fucking why. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but it came out in the summer of 2000, so it could gain traction yeah, on the way. prime time for Christian rock, though. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, A Walk to Remember was coming out at that similar time. Ooh, love that. Which is... Um, but so it ultimately reached uh, number 31 on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart and spent one week at number one on the Adult Contemporary chart and number 42 on the Hot 100 chart. Hot 100. So I think what I'm going to do, and I printed these out, I'm going analog. I'm going to just read the lyrics and I, I bolded some parts that I want to stop and talk to you about. And I prefer this because I actually, I know some things about it, but I don't remember the tune. Yeah. So I'd rather you read it to me like a night before Christmas. Yeah. Like a, a Christmas. A Christmas poem. A Christmas tale. Yeah. So please do that. So here we go. By the vocal group new song, The Christmas Shoes. It was almost Christmas time. And there I stood in another line, trying to buy that last gift or two. Not really in the Christmas mood. So this is our protagonist. I, they're also, they're setting the foundation to rhyme with shoes later. Yeah, he's already there. I hear it. He's already getting those <laughs> I hear in. the prep. But we, here's what we know about him. He's harried, you know, he's buying things because it's yeah. the thing to be doing, but he's not feeling the spirit. Much like Cindy Lou, who he's kind of bogged down by the commercialism. Absolutely. I can tell that. Standing right in front of me was a little boy waiting anxiously, pacing round like little boys do. And in his hands he held a pair of shoes. Now we're getting to it. And his clothes were worn and old, rude. He was dirty from head to toe. This, I can't imagine, is like a child covered in dirt in a department store. Yeah, because this is set, I guess, in present day, like the 2000s. (laughs) Yeah. Not, like... He's not a London street urchin. Yeah, and it's not like the little match girl, which is also similar. Yes. (laughs) And when it came his time to pay... I couldn't believe what I heard him say. I know this is our chorus. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. Southern. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. So, okay, this little mud-covered boy (laughs) is trying to buy some shoes for his mother. Very nice. Okay. If I was the cashier, I'd be like, I don't need your life story, son. Mm -hmm. Just put him on the counter. Here we go. But the boy continues. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. You see. Oh, I remember this part. She's been sick for quite a while. And I know these shoes would make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. Oh, yikes. So she is so sick that she is on her death 
bed. And she her is son dying is out in the street trying to buy something? mud-covered son oh my God. is alone at a department store. Oh my god. Trying to buy her some shoes? I get that the dad is probably very busy, but you gotta keep an eye on your child. Yeah. Verse number two. He counted pennies for what seems like years, so he is paying in change. Well, he's a full child, so that makes sense to me. <laughs> I guess so. Then the cashier said, son, there's not enough here. This cashier. Not happening. Counted. Not happening. What I assume must have been at least a thousand pennies. Yeah. Let's say they're at a TJ Maxx and a pair of shoes is ten bucks. That's one thousand pennies. And it's still not enough. <laughs> Much to this but he got dirty to, child's dismay. He got to 997 and he was like, listen, uh, I cannot accept this. He searched his pockets frantically. Then he turned and looked at me. So the protagonist is saying this little boy now is looking at me. Yeah. I, before you even go on, I would have already just like laid my Amex down and been like, <laughs> I honestly don't even want to just be near this situation anymore, (laughs) and if I can pay money to make it go away, I will do that. Absolutely. Uh, alright. He said, Mama made Christmas good at our house, though most years she just did without. Tell me, sir, what am I going to do? Somehow I've got to buy her these Christmas shoes. Hey! There it is. So, he's at- I find it disingenuous that he says, what am I going to do? Because what you're asking is, will you pay for these shoes? Yeah, just ask. Just ask. You're a child. People will give you stuff People if you ask will for probably it. give you things. I, I find it scammy that he's like, oh, man, mister. Yeah. Well, I do something similar um, when I'm on an airplane or a train, mm-hmm. and I, like, do a couple feeble attempts to put my bag up above <laughs> the seat while kind of looking backwards at a stronger man if I'm not with one. <laughs> Like, oh, it's just, oh, it's so heavy. And then they're like, I'll do it. Where I could just be like, can you put this up, please? Here you go. Well, so this is about me, really. This is, you are the little boy. The lug, my luggage is my dying mom. Absolutely. All right, we're back to our protagonist. So I laid the money down. I just had to help him out. Yes, you did. Yeah, yes. And you I'll deserve a prize for this. <laughs> and I'll never forget the look on his face when he said, Mama's gonna look so great. Again, like, he should be with his dying mother. Yeah. She, I think, cares less about what's on her feet. She's just, like, in a hot... It's not, like, a, a hat. Yeah. Or a mascara. Yeah. It's... it's She's in a hospital bed, so she'll be wearing shoes under covers, which you don't even want. No. And she's dying tonight. Yeah. I don't like wearing shoes indoors when I'm alive. <laughs> Let alone on my deathbed. Yeah. Plan. That would be in my death plan, would be, like, take off my shoes. Yeah. I want to be fully nude, covered by a million heated blankets. <laughs> Amen. Surrounded by my closest family. I love that. <laughs> uh, we're back to the chorus. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve. And the no, shoes you're are just too poor. Size. Can you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. Okay. She's been sick, and I want the shoes to smile, and mama might meet Jesus tonight. Is there a twist ending to this? There's not a twist ending, but there's something that I find deeply troubling. Give me it. It's in the bridge, which I'm at now. Got it. I knew I'd caught a glimpse of heaven's love as he thanked me and ran out. I knew that God had sent that little boy to remind me what Christmas is all about. So here's what's troubling to me. In this world, this protagonist believes 
that God is killing this child's mother. Yep. So he can learn the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. That's bonkers to That's me. That's what's happening. That's not... If if you see a little boy in dust like Pigpen from Charlie Brown. And you're like, this is about me. And you make it about you <laughs> when he's like, that's... Oh, I want to buy mom these shoes for my dead mom. And you're like, wow, the big guy really had some plans for me to learn something tonight. <laughs> Literally, what the problem. fuck? Literally, what the fuck? And then the chorus again, and we're out. And that's a Christmas shoes. So, like, that's that. E- almost more horrifying is that this song inspired a trilogy of made-for-TV Christmas movies. No, it did not. Yes, so the first one stars Rob Lowe as the narrator of the song. Rob, no. Who Rob learns- Lowe, no. <laughs> No, Rob Lowe. <laughs> and he learns to be good because this kid's mom is dying. And then in the <laughs> That's second That's not movie, what she's dying for. <laughs> she is. That's what God is killing her for. Oh, no. God is killing her so this man can appreciate the life he has. The second movie, which I found this air interesting, we follow the now grown-up kid who, who is played by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, why he, did Neil Patrick Harris stoop so low? This was, like, right when How I Met Your Mother was happening. So I, okay, I he didn't have a lot of options. He didn't have a lot of options then. And he's, like, <laughs> he's, it's crazy. He's, like, a doctor. I didn't even write this down. This is coming from my memory. He's, like, a doctor. And he meets this little boy with some kind of, like, terminal condition. And he's also, like, kind of seeing this woman. But then, like, the woman needs a kidney. And then the boy, like, dies and the kidney goes to the woman. Yep. And that's that okay. story. And then in the in the third one, with no one who's notable, it's like that guy is back, and it's about um, the little boy who is now a doctor is played by Ian Zaring from uh, Beverly Hills 90210, and it's about like a different family whose like daughter was in a horrible car wreck, and they're learning to move on because they adopted a new daughter. Is it still called Christmas Shoes because it's got nothing to do with the shoes? No, it's called like the Christmas Shoes. The second one's like. The Christmas Wish, and the third one's like, The Christmas Hope, or something. The Christmas Shoelace. <laughs> the Christmas Aglet. I have to, yeah. <laughs> but I just, again, want to throw out that a child dies uh, in two-thirds of these movies. Good. So that's just some fun that sadness reminds porn. Me, that reminds me, yeah, sadness porn. That reminds me of the movie that they made about one of the girls who was killed in Columbine. Oh, yeah. Who was devoutly Christian. Yeah. But... There's very, like, there's mixed, um, accounts of her saying anything to them before she died. Um, like, they came up to her and was like, oh, do you believe in God now? And she was like, yes, and then they shot her. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, like, spit on that girl's legacy, but Christian movie makers, like, capitalized on her death, which I found very off-putting. Yeah. Um, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But, um... They also made Christian Mingle. They also made and Christian Mingle. And what's it called? God's not dead. He's surely, surely alive. alive. Yeah. He's <laughs> he is. I strongly recommend every one of you Google, yeah. go on YouTube, and go to the trailers for God's Not Dead 1 and 2, because it's they're hilarious. It's a Christmas treat for all of you. It really is. Get your cocoa, uh, sit around the fire, so good. play that with your loved ones. Huh. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I mean, that's a Christmas shoes. It's been on my list since we first started talking about doing this podcast. Maybe now I can finally rest. I doubt it. I don't think I can. And now neither can you all. <laughs> yeah, no one listened to this ever again. Oy. I'm gonna rip it in half. Oh, dramatic. Now I you guys know it. I really had a hard copy. She of had lyrics. a hard copy. Because you heard that rip. 
We'll tweet a photo of it, of oh her holding it up, ripped. But yeah, that's what I got. We got a lot of time left. Well, I actually do have something else. I have something else, too. Mine is a card for you. <gasps> what? No! This go. is so sweet. I didn't know you were doing this. I don't have a card for you. I genuinely don't. I, this is not a goof. No, I just brought you this, this card the other day because I thought it was perfect oh and my really meaningful. God. And I, you know, like you to read it to the listeners. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, so the card says, um, you are my husband, my partner, my friend, but you scribbled out f- husband and wrote co-host. Yes. Um, and on the inside, it said, <laughs> it says, Merry Christmas, my love. You're the man that's X'd out co-host. You're the co-host I feel so lucky to be walking through life with. The friend who's laughed and dreamed with me as we've made our way together. You're the partner who's been right there beside me, steady and strong, even when the path hasn't been easy. You're the one who can still thrill me by reaching for my hand. Merry Christmas <laughs> to the wonderful co-host I love. <laughs> love, Sam. I'm crying! That this was honestly... So sweet. That, that was the card that most summed up our relationship. It does. We are in a partnership. That's like oh. for your birthday, I often get you cards that are meant for your wife. Yeah. But the, they're the feelings I but mostly have But it's pretty accurate. You. Yeah. I'm treasuring this as long as we both shall live. This is gonna go into the archives. <laughs> the I'm horrified archives. When one day we're... We'll tweet out a pic later. We'll tweet a pic. My thing was not even, um... Remotely is nice. That's okay. I just wanted to read the Wikipedia summary of the little match girl. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's end on let's end on a story. And then if we still have time, I want to talk about Christmas songs. Like Yeah. We will have time. Mostly last Christmas. You guys, we have t- plenty of time. Guys, let's just chat. So I talked about the little match girl and this reminds me of Christmas shoes. So I wanna read you the Wikipedia summary. Yes. Uh, on a cold New Year's Eve, a poor young girl tries to sell matches in the street, which how is that an industry? <laughs> she is already shivering cold from early hypothermia, and she is walking barefoot after losing her two large slippers that belong to her mother to an impertinent pedestrian? That's confusing. A man steals her shoes? I guess so. Um, Still, she's too afraid to go home because her father will beat her for not selling any matches, to which I would say, Dad, who's buying loose (laughs) matches from me? And also the many cracks in their shack that can't keep out the cold winter. The girl takes shelter in a corner formed by two houses projected further out into the street and sits down. The girl lights the matches to warm herself. In their glow, she sees several lovely visions starting with a warm stove. Oh. Then a luxurious holiday feast where the goose... Oh, oh, blah, blah, blah. Then a luxurious holiday feast where the goose almost jumps out at her. Mm. And then a magnificent Christmas tree. Is this, like, one per match? Uh, yes, I think, yeah, I think, I it think is. I've seen it, yeah. and yes, that is how that works. The girl looks skyward and sees a shooting star. She then remembers her late grandmother saying that such a falling star means someone is dying and going to heaven. That's fucking bleak. She's like, it's me. Yeah, she's um, like, that's my star. As she lights the next match, she sees a vision of her grandmother, the only person to have treated her with love and kindness oh all through God. her life. Come on. To keep the vision of her grandmother alive for as long as she can, the girl lights the entire bundle of matches at once. After running out of matches, the child dies, and her grandmother carries her soul to heaven. Yikes. The next morning, passersby find the girl dead in the nook, frozen with a smile on her face. This is horrific. That's horrific. And and guess the reason for the burnt-out matches beside her. They feel pity for her, although they had not shown kindness to her before her death. Obviously, why didn't you buy some fucking matches? She bought some matches from her. They have no way of knowing the wonderful visions she saw before death or how gloriously she is celebrating the new year in heaven with her grandmother. 
I don't like that ending. I hate that. Like, oh, it's so good that this child died yeah, in the street. It's better for this child that they're dead Yeah, now. that it's a dead Ugh. child. That's not as good as my favorite Christmas movie, which is A Christmas Kiss. Love uh. A Christmas Kiss. I, Sam got me a copy of Christmas Kiss on DVD for Christmas this year. I did. I did. And I got um, one for myself as well. Yep. And for our third roommate, Peggy. Yeah. We all have them now. A Christmas Kiss is a great Christmas rom-com, you guys. And which... by great, we mean terrible. And if you're not watching these, I'm furious. But it's about a girl, and she wants to be an interior designer, so she's assisting this very bitchy interior blonde. Des- blonde interior designer woman. And then she meets a stranger on an elevator while she's made up to go out with her girlfriends. As if she's, like, the, the whole plot is around, like, this guy doesn't see her later, but she's just wearing eyeshadow. Yeah, like, she's just like, wearing sparkly eyeshadow. Oh, I was in disguise when I met this guy, but it's like, she was just wearing eyeshadow. But they're in an elevator, and it almost crashes and kills them, and in that moment they make out. But then, like, it doesn't crash, so they separate. And she's like, I met this guy, I felt a spark, it was amazing. And then she finds out that this guy is her bitchy boss's fiancé. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And when she's wearing, like, her mousy glasses, he doesn't recognize her, because she was wearing sparkly eyeshadow the day they yeah, made out. Yeah, one day she's wearing eyeshadow, the next she's wearing a ponytail and glasses, and he's like, who is this <laughs> ugly troll? It can't be the same Who I chick. never would have kissed in an elevator. Uh, it's so good, stupid, it has a sequel that's oh, even yeah, worse. it's awful and love wonderful. It. And I love it. Oh, God. There's too much to talk about Hallmark movies. Yeah. Terrible Christian songs. There's also uh, Christmas in Boston, which is another great Christmas shitty one. Christmas in Boston. They which both is... take place in Boston, ironically, at Christmas. Yeah. This takes place here, too. Which I think is based off of um, oh. A Game of Love and Chance. Yeah, that's it. Right? If this doesn't matter. I just can't live with it. <laughs> we're, you're, we're both theater majors, so yes. we must know. So it's, it's based off of A Game of Love and Chance by Marivaux, and the plot of that is, like, two rich people come together, and they're like, but what if they don't love me for me? So the rich princess just, like, switches places with the maid, and the rich prince guy switches places with his butler, but then they fall in love anyways. Yeah. The maid and the butler fall in love, as and the prince and the princess fall in love as the maid and yeah, the butler. Yeah, but then the ones who fall in love under the guise of being rich have to go back to being poor but stay in love. This so, whatever. I was in it in high school. Fun. A good time. Um... But yeah, this movie's basically that. It's that. It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah, it really is. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's... Ooh, I'm yawning. Whew. That's another one of our favorite Christmas rom-coms. I've watched a lot of garbage ones. Did I tell you about um, A Cinderella Christmas? No. That was one of the wildest ones I've ever watched. It was about a woman, and she um, runs a catering business with her, um, bitchy cousin, and, like, they live with their, her aunt, the cousin's mom. Natch. Um, but she just wants to, like, start her own catering business. Um, That's the Christmas dream. And then, so there's a handsome, rich man, and he's throwing a Christmas ball that the cousin wants to go to, and so, like, the, the main girl, whose name I assume is Ella, I don't remember, she has to, like, get a custom dress and a custom veil and has to get a custom stocking that matches the dress. Why? Um, he'll, it comes into play. Okay. And then... Oh, that's the shoe. It's the shoe. It's like, did you make the stocking? Yeah. Um, she specifically, the prince says very seriously into a video camera, he lifts up a comically large Christmas stocking and he says, I'm looking for the woman who brought this stocking to my Chris Masquerade ball. And I went. And then that actor has to live with himself. (laughs) 
But it's like she goes to the ball, but the cousin's like, "Oh, it was me," yeah. and it's, it's strangely Cinderella. enough, you don't have to say the rest of the plot because I get it. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. The best oh. part of it is I'm looking for the woman who brought this stocking to my Chris Masquerade ball. Tis this is the reason for the season. I'll say it again. Oh my god, when you get married, we should make it a Chris Masquerade. Yeah, <laughs> but like in August. But in like in August. But still, the theme is Chris Masquerade. We're doing it. And if you don't follow the theme, you're not invited. I'm thrilled. Um. So, we toast to you. Yes. Merry Christmas season. Yes. Tweet us. Tweet us your Christmas wishes. Yeah. We can't fulfill them, but... I mean, if your wish is for us to retweet you, we can do that. We can do that. We can't do much else. Or I could tweet at you, like, my favorite thing that I get for Christmas. Yeah. Give us a Christmas present by reviewing us on iTunes. That would be a, a beautiful gift. Yeah. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're everywhere. Watch a shitty Christmas rom-com and tweet it at us. Oh, God. And then I'll watch it. That's all I want for anyone in my life. Like, go watch those terrible Hallmark movies that Netflix is streaming now. Yes. The awful Vanessa Hudgens one, which I enjoyed. I haven't seen. Oh, come on. I said you didn't- you asked me to watch it to not watch it after. I don't- We had watched it. Believe you, but okay. (sighs) I feel bad. (laughs) You gave me a nice gift and I gave you betrayal. (laughs) I do, I almost feel bad for you, because I, I can totally imagine you being halfway through the movie, looking at your phone, and being like, yeah, oh my it god. it was over. Yeah, it was, Allie was hanging out with a bunch of our other friends, and she was like, oh, we're gonna watch shitty Christmas movies today, like, you're welcome to come, and I was like, oh, I can't, and then I texted, like, uh, like, 20 minutes later, I texted her, oh, don't watch that Princess Switch movie, because I want to watch it with you guys, and, like, it happened she already. had already watched it. It, it was, was already happening. So, I hurt you this Christmas... Last Christmas, I hurt you. I asked you not to watch the Princess Switch. I hurt you again. The very next day, you watched it. This Christmas, George Michael died on Christmas. We know he did. Oh, there's too much. Stay horrified. Stay horrified.